This chapter in 1 Kings begins the story of Elijah. God sends a drought on Israel because of the sins of King Ahab. This passage depicts God's saving acts not only on behalf of Elijah, but also on behalf of those who are associated with the prophet, even a foreigner, the widow of Zarephath. The first reading is from 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. Now Elijah, the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him. Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Cherith that is east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And after a while the brook dried up, because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but first make, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterward make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. This is the word of the Lord. The psalmody is Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens, his, opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He opposed the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. 
your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. The letter to the Hebrews describes Christ as a high priest who offers himself as a sacrifice for our sin. Christ does not die again and again each year. He died once, is alive with God, and will will reveal himself on the last day. The second reading is from Hebrews, the ninth chapter. For Christ has entered, not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly awaiting for him. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 12th chapter. And in his teaching he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greeting in the marketplaces to have the best seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Then he sat down opposite of the treasury and he watched people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and he said to them, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had. All she had to live on. This is the gospel of our Lord. And the gospel lesson assigned for us today. Jesus says only a few words. Instead of a long teaching, we are now in the city. These are his last days. The cross is within a day or two from this point. Instead of a long teaching, he sits down opposite of the treasury And as he sits there, he watches. And he invites his disciples to watch and to observe the world that moves around them, how it moves, why it moves, its motives, all of that, not saying a word, just watching. He lets the actions of the world teach. And then in time, he lets an inspired the loving, faithful gift of a widow become a life lesson for the world. said this earlier, but the world does not know her name. The world never heard a word from her. But we have forever been touched. Honoring our Lord's recognition of faithful women 
who love and give. On this day we'll remember one that we have known in our times. A woman that even the the haters of the world recognize as being an angel of God, an inspired servant of God, Mother Teresa. We will listen to what she has to say when the dare world dared to stand her before a global microphone. In December 1979, Mother Teresa was flown from an impoverished slum of Calcutta, India to the beauty and wealth of Northern Europe, Oslo, Norway. One of the world's premier people is presenting Mother Teresa the Nobel Peace Prize. I think what you'll see next is the photo of her holding the prize that had just been presented to her. Before a reception of the Nobel Peace Prize, a man named Malcolm Muggridge, he was assigned, he was sent to Calcutta to create a special documentary on Mother Teresa for the BBC so that the world would know more about the woman who's going to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. They sent him. The morning of their meeting, a morning that would change him for the rest of his life, he met her as she was walking out in the streets. She was with sick and poor people in a ghetto like Malcolm had never seen before. She was amid stench and filth and garbage, raw sewage, disease and poverty that overwhelmingly disturbed and shocked his Western senses. But what struck Malcolm more than anything else was a contrast. Surrounded by the foulest smell and sight was the deep, warm glow on Mother Teresa's face and a deep, warm love expressed in her presence and her eyes. Carefully stepping his way through the mud and filth of that world, he and the camera crew, they approached her His first question, he began the interview. Do you do this every day? Oh, yes, was her reply. It is my mission. It is how I serve the Lord. How long have you been doing this? How many months? Months, said Mother Teresa. Not months, but years, maybe Eighteen years. Eighteen years, exclaimed Malcolm. You've been working here in these streets for eighteen years? Yes. She said simply and yet joyfully. It is my privilege to be here. These are my people. These are the ones my Lord has given me to love. Do you ever get tired? Do you ever feel like quitting and letting someone else take over your ministry? After all, you're beginning to get older. Oh no, she replied. This is where the Lord wants me. And this is where I am happy to be. 
I feel young when I am here. The Lord is so good to me. How privileged I am to serve. Later, Malcolm said, I will never forget that little lady as long as I live. Her face, the glow, the eyes, the smile, the love. It was all so pure and beautiful. It is more than I can describe. I shall never forget it. It was like being in the presence of an angel. I have not been the same person since. She changed my life. While we do not know what the poor widow said in the world, we do not have a word recorded from her. We do know what Mother Teresa said to the world after being handed the Nobel Peace Prize. The following words are her God-inspired words. She shared them with the world after she was presented with the prize. The people in that room heard. Some of them were Christian. Some of them were distant Christian. Some of them were agnostic and contrary to anything godly and holy. To that room and to the world listening to her on that day, she spoke these words. As we have gathered here to, together to thank God for the Nobel Peace Prize, I think it will be beautiful that we pray the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, which always surprises me very much. And she asked the whole room to pray this prayer. Let's pray together. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand rather to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by forgetting self that one finds. It is in forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. The world prayed that prayer together that night. She continued, Let us thank God for the opportunity that we all have together today for this gift of peace that reminds us that we have been created to live in that peace. And Jesus became man to bring that good news to the poor. He being God became man in all things except sin. And he proclaimed very clearly that he had come to give the good news. The news was peace to all of goodwill. And this is something that we all want. Peace in our heart. And God loved the world so much that he gave his son. It was a giving. 
It is as much as if to say it hurt God to give. It was not enough to become a man. He died on the cross to show that greater love. And he died for you and for me and for that leper and for that man dying of hunger and that naked person lying in the street, not only of Calcutta, but of Africa and of New York and of London and of Oslo. And he insisted that we love one another as he loves each of us. And we read that in the gospel very clearly, love as I have loved you. I love you. As the Father has loved me, I love you. We too must give to each other love until it hurts. It is not enough for us to say, I love God, but I do not love my neighbor. St. John says, you are a liar if you say you love God and you do not love your neighbor. How can you love God whom you cannot see if you do not love the neighbor whom you see, whom you touch, with whom you live? And so this is very important for us to realize that love to be true will hurt. It hurt Jesus to love us. It hurt him. I never forget an opportunity I had in visiting a home where they had all of these parents of sons and daughters who just put them in this institution and forgot maybe. And I went there and I saw in that home that they had everything, beautiful things. But everyone was looking toward the door and I did not see a single one with a smile on their face. I turned to the sister and I asked, how is this? How is it that the people, they have everything here while they're all looking toward the door? Why are they not smiling? I am so used to see the smile on our people. Even the dying one smiles. She said, this is nearly every day. They are expecting. They are hoping that a son or a daughter will come and visit them. And they are hurt because they are forgotten. And see, this is where love comes. That poverty comes right here in our own town, in our own home. Are we there? Are we there to receive them? And we are talking of peace. But I feel the greatest destroyer of peace today is abortion because it is a direct war, a direct killing, a direct murder by the mother herself. And we read in the scriptures, Isaiah, for God says very clearly, even if the mother could forget her child, I will not forget you. I have carved you into the palm of my hand. We are called and carved into the palm of his hand, so close to him. That unborn child has been carved into the hand of God. Many people are very concerned with the children of India. Many people are concerned with the children of Africa. 
where quite a number will die, maybe of malnutrition, of hunger, and so on. But millions are dying deliberately by the will of the mother. And this is what is the greatest destroyer of peace today. Because if a mother can kill her own child, what is left for me to kill you? For you to kill me? There is nothing between. And this I appeal in India. I appeal everywhere. Let us make every single child, born and unborn, wanted. I will give you something terrifying. We are fighting abortion by adoption. We have saved thousands of lives. We have sent words to all of the clinics, to the hospitals, to the police stations. Please do not destroy the child. We will take the mother and we will take the child. So every hour of the day and night it is. Always someone coming to help. That is the blessing of God for us. And we take care of all the poor. One evening we went out and we picked up four people from the street. One of them was in a most terrible condition. I told the sisters, you take care of those three and I'll take care of this one that looked worse. So I did for her all that my love could do for her. I put her in a bed and there was such a beautiful smile on her face. She took hold of my hand and she said one word only. Thank you. She died. The poor are very great people. They can teach us so many beautiful things. I could not help but examine my conscience before her. I asked, what would I say if I was in her place? And my answer was very simple. I would have tried to draw a little attention to myself. I would have said, I'm hungry, that I'm dying, that I am cold. I am in pain or something. But she gave me more. She gave me her grateful love. She died with a smile on her face. And that man whom we picked up from the drain, he was half eaten with worms. And we brought him into the home. And the last words, I have lived like an animal in the street, but I am going to die like an angel loved and cared for. It was so wonderful to see the greatness of that man who could speak like that, who could die like that without blaming anybody, without cursing anybody, without comparing anything. Like an angel. And so here I am talking with you. I want you to find the poor here, right in your own home first, and begin love there. To be able to do this, our lives have to be woven with prayer, to have to be woven with Christ to be able to understand. And let us always meet each other with a smile, for the smile is the beginning of love. And once we begin to love each other 
naturally, we want to do something. So you pray for our sisters, and you pray for me, and for our co-workers that are around the world, that we may remain faithful to the gift of God, to love Him and serve Him in the poor. Become a burning light of peace in the world, not giving from your abundance. I want you to give until it hurts. God bless you. That was the end of her message. Echoed throughout the world. Can be found on the internet even today. Mother Teresa's presentation as she receives the Nobel Peace Prize. Read her word yourself. One of the things that she said that the world holds on to, we can say the words together. Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. That spirit-inspired widow in the gospel lesson Jesus paused that day. The world could witness everything was going on, but the world would witness her life lesson. Such great love of God for her. Such great love of her for God. Out of her poverty, she inspires all to put in what we have. A couple thousand years later, a spirit-inspired Mother Teresa, the world paused for a moment to witness her life. And the world even risked hearing her God-inspired message. The angel woman spoke for the world to hear, hear and to experience her life lesson. And on that day, it inspired us to this day that we as a Christian people, that we will, that we will find them and that we will smile to them. These are the ones the Lord has given us to love. So let us love them. Let us love until it hurts. We'll end with a prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you loved so much that you gave. You gave even if it would hurt. If it gives you glory, help us to love like you love. Make us to love like you love. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. We'll stand. We'll sing the hymn of the day.
using the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O God, we give you thanks for the gift of the church, our family of faith, and our place of fellowship and growth. As the church, grant that we continue to walk in the way of faithfulness. Help us joyfully proclaim the message of salvation and share the gifts you have blessed us with. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. When you created the world, O God, you called it good. We know that sin has darkened and scarred much of that original good creation. Direct us in the way of wise stewardship, that we leave a beneficial legacy for those who come after us until the time of the return of Christ, who will establish a new heaven and a new earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the world in which we live and for the human family of which we are a part. Grant that all who are in positions of leadership around the globe will find ways to cooperate and work together. Enable the leaders of our nation, state, and local communities to seek that which brings blessing to all people and serves the common good. Today, we remember our armed forces and the veterans of our nation, thanking you for the sacrifices they have made. Help us to walk in the way of peace and live lives according to your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you know our needs and the needs of others even before we speak of them with our words or in our hearts. Graciously hear our petitions for those who are afflicted, troubled, sick, and those who have asked for our prayers. Today we remember Kurt and his family, Jeff, Jim, Dallas, Perry, Greg, Mary, Sierra, Pam, Jacob, Luther, George, John and Anna Marie, Debbie, Baby Palmer, Roy, Alec, Brian, Cheryl, April, and those we name in our hearts. Have mercy upon each one. Sustain their hope in the full and final healing that awaits us on the day of our Lord's appearing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the faithful witness left to us by your saints, those we have known personally in our lives and those from times past whose witness continues to inspire and inform us. Grant that your Holy Spirit lead us in ways of peace as we wait your return to earth and the glory of the life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your loving arms, Heavenly Father, we commend all for whom we pray. We will trust in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We'll continue our worship with our tithes and offerings. Go and have a seat.
congregation to stand. Let us pray together. O Lord, you graciously pour out your blessing on us. Your gifts surround us every day. Despite our abundance, help us to remember the widow's gift. We long to give as she did, gladly giving all she had. All we have is a gift from your hand. Help us loosen our hands, giving to work of this church on your behalf. Remind us that in giving freely of our time, talents, and treasures to you, we gain the opportunity to live abundant lives. So having placed ourselves and our ties before you, we pray your blessing on them. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Faith, using the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O God, we give you thanks for the gift of the church, our family of faith, and our place of fellowship and growth. As the church, grant that we continue to walk in the way of faithfulness. Help us joyfully proclaim the message of salvation and share the gifts you have blessed us with. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. When you created the world, O God, you called it good. We know that sin has darkened and scarred much of that original good creation. Direct us in the way of wise stewardship, that we leave a beneficial legacy for those who come after us until the time of the return of Christ, who will establish a new heaven and a new earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the world in which we live and for the human family of which we are a part. Grant that all who are in positions of leadership around the globe will find ways to cooperate and work together. Enable the leaders of our nation, state, and local communities to seek that which brings blessing to all people and serves the common good. Today, we remember our armed forces and the veterans of our nation, thanking you for the sacrifices they have made. Help us to walk in the way of peace and live lives according to your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you know our needs and the needs of others even before we speak of them with our words or in our hearts. Graciously hear our petitions for those who are afflicted, troubled, sick, and those who have asked for our prayers. Today we remember Kurt and his family, Jeff, Jim, Dallas, Perry, Greg, Mary, Sierra, Pam, Jacob, Luther, George, John and Anna Marie, Debbie, Baby Palmer, Roy, Alec, Brian, Cheryl, April, and those we name in our hearts. Have mercy upon each one. Sustain their hope in the full and final healing that awaits us on the day of our Lord's appearing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Lord, we thank you for the faithful witness left to us by your saints, those we have known personally in our lives and those from times past whose witness continues to inspire and inform us. Grant that your Holy Spirit lead us in ways of peace as we wait your return to earth and the glory of the life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your loving arms, Heavenly Father, we commend all for whom we pray. We will trust in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We'll continue our worship with our tithes and offerings. Go and have a seat.